Back again, it is the incredible, the most dangerous podcast on the internet, two dope boys on a podcast. I am the notorious Alexander the Constantine, here with my brother from another mother. What's up? This is Jules. I am your little magical gay friend who's a little trans dude that loves Jurassic Park and definitely can talk to velociraptors. Yeah, now that's an acquired skill that you can talk to velociraptors. I am very impressed by that. It's very dangerous, but they're adorable, so it's fine. How can a prehistoric monster with thousands <laughs> of sharp edges and teeth be considered adorable? Could you they're please fluffy. explain that to me? They're fluffy. You ever seen a chicken? I don't think it's a, I wouldn't. Now, hold on. I, as, a, <laughs> as an African-American man, know something about chicken. And I promise you, <laughs> I would not compare a, a bucket of Popeyes to a Velociraptor. But you know what? Okay. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Good shit. As you already know, we are two dope boys in a podcast. And what we do is we sit here and we talk about everything geek and nerd culture because we are nerds and geeks. That's right. Watch out. A bit of a backstory. Uh, Jay Easy and I, uh, we met each other. And this is my little homie. We met each other through the magic of Instagram. We are both artists, artists of, I think, a, a high caliber um, mm -hmm. that were brought together by everything that has a love of geek, nerd, culture, and weed. Hell yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we decided to come together and do this podcast to, you know, just pretty much talk about our um, experiences and our thoughts about this thing that we consider now part of the social zeitgeist geek yep. and no culture um from our perspectives you know me as an african-american man and me as a little trans dude but what we do have is a love for all things geek and nerds and we want to share our thoughts and our opinions with you mm -hmm. that being that let's jump straight into it shall we let's do it Segway. Segway. first on the yeah. docket <laughs> Let's talk about cosplay versus fanboys. Yes. Now, Jay Easy, I know you, being a former cosplayer, have a couple thoughts on this situation. What are you saying former. Oh, excuse me. A current, maybe current. Are you in remission? A broke ass, yeah. <laughs> cosplayer in remission. Uh, with no money. Uh, and like one shirt so wow <laughs> <laughs> well you know what for our listening audience could you please explain to them the difference between a cosplayer and a fanboy oh sure i would love to now i'm gonna just straight run up about you know cosplayers and then i'll talk about fanboys a little bit uh later but cosplay is basically if, if you're not familiar it's basically halloween you know, at Comic-Con. So it's like, it's people who, it's this whole culture of dressing up like characters that you love in, in TV and movies and comics, all that shit. So some people do, you know, like budget cosplays where they'll just kind of wear the same colors. Other people will go full out, build perfect, perfect replicas of like the most perfect replica, like film prop worthy you know, costumes and, and equipment and everything. So it's like everybody can cosplay regardless of your budget. It's just the level of detail that you can get to helps when you have more money and more skills and more time and all that shit. So like, 
you know, some people will do characters, some people will do an aesthetic, like people love to do steampunk. Personally, my favorite cosplay ever. Shout out to Steven Meisner, aka soloroboto.com. Go support him. He hand built this amazing monarch cosplay from Venture Brothers. Um, amazing, made of Wonderflex resin, bondo, cardboard, like all amazing, just incredible. No, I think I've him. seen him. I think I've seen him because you know I'm a big Venture Brothers fan. Hell yeah. And I think I've seen him before in a couple of uh, maybe Instagram posts, and I was quite impressed. He is amazing. He is amazing. He and his his girlfriend were they they were the monarch and doctor girlfriend, and so they together were like absolutely astonishing. Um, and I, I mean, they it was so cute too. I was watching an interview with them. And they're like, "Yep, we just finished this this morning. You know, just popped over to Comic Con." So they're super talented people. Go support them. There's a lot of talented cosplayers out there. Um, and I, what I particularly love is when somebody cosplays like a very obscure moment from a show, like to go back to Venture Brothers, like I've seen Hank and Dean cosplayers and they'll do like specifically the Mecha Shiva moment. Ah, <laughs> great episode. Right. And like, and like Hank has to carry Dean around on his shoulders all day and they're just like, Mecha Shiva, Mecha Shiva, Mecha Shiva, Mecha Shiva. <laughs> and it's like, that's love it. it. And it's like, it's totally, you know. Less people will recognize you, but it's totally worth it for that one person that that gets it. And it's it's fantastic. So, like, that's cosplaying. You know, you'll see a lot of people do lots of different things. Personally, well, I've done I've done some low budget makeshift. I've I've done Kim Possible, you know, Mario. As, cool. a, as a joke, I did Kylo Ren for a friend who's just obsessed right. with him. Um, that was a I lot love of fun. that. I love it. And, I love um, it. You did Kylo Ren. I can see that. Hell yeah. I can see that, J.E.C. This raven black hair. Watch out. I can see that. And uh, well, I this myself. past year, I did Pink Power Ranger, so that was fun. Oh? Um, not, and you know what? That's what we have to do. I personally have always wanted to uh, do some cosplay. Hell yeah. And I think what we're going to do is, sometime in the near future, yep. two dope boys in the podcast are going to do cosplay together. <laughs> gonna be the pink ranger and i'm gonna be the black ranger yep yep i love one. it and 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 we're gonna make it bubble we're, we're gonna finally do it yep. now hold on now there's a flip side to that okay yep let's get into it explain to our audience please what is a fanboy a fanboy all right now fanboy is kind of like a cult follower of a show or an asshole or both Wow. <laughs> like, now, you know, Jay Easy, I used to consider myself a bit of a fanboy. Now, me too. So now you're going to have to elaborate. Me Why too. are fanboys assholes? Not like, that I don't agree with you. Right, right. I just want to like, know your opinion. There are, plenty of, there are plenty of nice a nice fanboys. I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on all of them. But lately, lately, fanboy culture, um, you know, I can call out particular ones. <laughs> Star Wars, Rick and Morty. But like... You know, there's a couple where fans have become physically aggressive towards the actors in the shows and movies as if they were actually these characters. And it's like these people cannot separate fiction from reality and they actually endanger the people that make these things. So it's like, you know, for example, Kelly Marie Tran just got violently harassed off of Instagram and Mark Hamill had to like be like, fuck all of you, you stupid people. Leave her alone. 
Now, what was the deal with that? Could you go into that a little bit more? Because you know what? I'm, I was familiar with the tail end of it. Yeah. Now, could explain to the uh, listeners, who is Kelly Marie Tran, for those that don't know? Well, Kelly Marie Tran was in The Last Jedi. She played Rose. She Rose. Fantastic. Right. Uh, you know, she's super cute. She was the first Asian woman to be a, a lead character in Star Wars. So Now dig that. Right. So that? super cool. But then, of course, you've got these assholes who, who are, you know, harassing her about her race and her gender and whatever else they can think of under the sun um all through instagram to the point that she's had to delete all her photos just to keep this toxicity away from her it's a terrible terrible thing and that's just one of many they also did the same thing to daisy ridley so it's like yes they did i remember that it's like this keeps happening with with women in the star wars fandom and like it's happened in other fandoms too like Chris Parnell was in danger at a, a certain con because Rick and Morty fans were like threatening his life and act, because they wow. hate Jerry so much. And it's like, you guys, wow. Jerry's not real. But you know, that's, and, and, you know, and, and it floats over to the time I remember on Fox News yep. when they made a big deal about Miles Morales. Yep. And the whole segue led into it like, Spider Man is black. And I'm like, wait a minute. Fucker. Right. He's not real. Like I don't. I mean, He's I don't think real. Peter Parker is on Twitter right now talking about. I can't believe you sons of bitches. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not that deep. <laughs> Are you guys super serious? Right. Like I can understand. It's a billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. We we know that. Yep. We're okay with that. It it, it spawned many spinoffs and and fan fiction and all those great things that you and I both love. Right. But dude, let's be all the way one hundred. This shit ain't real. Yep. Get a fucking life. It's not real. Exactly. That's the type of thing that gives fanboys a bad name. Exactly. And it's like, and here's the thing too, is there's a lot of hypocrisy with fanboys. Like they will get so defensive of their own personal favorite things, right? Like to the point where they harass people off of social media. But when anybody else, you know, outside of their little like white boy circle, when anybody else complains about, you know, something they don't like about the franchise, that's when they'll, they'll send that to them. They'll go, well, it's just fiction. Why do you care? Right. It's not real. Right. Like, but it's only, you know, it's only really real when they have an opinion about it. Otherwise, they're just looking to devalidate other people. So it's like, unfortunately, the way that a lot of people in America right now, you know, there's just a lot of that toxicity that we're seeing in yes. communities also extends yes. over into nerd communities and yes it does and we're just seeing it rear its ugly head so yeah well that's why two dope boys and a podcast are here because we're here to dispel all that um old way of thinking we're mm-hmm. here to dispel all of those negative images and uh, yep. a lot of those preconceived notions about what actually a fanboy or cosplayer is yep and as we segue on into the next topic, which I think is is right on par with what us talking about movies and everything. Yep. Let's just say, and we ended at this. Not all fanboys are bad. They're not. Unfortunately, there's a lot of dicks out there. Yep. We love cosplayers, but there are some dick cosplayers too. Right. Everybody. There's what we're all trying to say is we're all under one banner, man. Yeah. And this is a banner of fantasy. Let's let's remember right. this and let's let's put this all into perspective, shall we? Kids? Right. And let's leave <laughs> space for people that don't look exactly like you 
<laughs> Rick and Morty fans to like be included in spaces, <laughs> you know. So, well, amen. You know, <laughs> not just Rick and Morty. I and don't get me wrong, I love Rick and Morty. I oh, love, we love that Rick show, and Morty. but it's just we love Rick and Morty. I, we do, but like. I hate when a fandom is so bad that it just like taints the show a little bit and it's just like, God damn it. You know? Hey, you know what? The, 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 the root word of fan is fanatic. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And, and moving on to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, you and I did something real interesting this week. We did. We decided to do an MCU films uh, quiz. Yes. A ranking. Now quiz. we decided we were going to wait until our podcast before we shared uh, both of our results. Yep. And it's a very cool quiz, but it ranks your favorite MCU movies uh, from from top to bottom. Yep. So starting out with you, bro. All right. For me, number one, I got Black Panther. <laughs> I got Black Panther. Good. Good. <laughs> I'd be like concerned if you didn't, dude. I'd be like, what? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I could be like, a, um, you know, uh, what we call it? Uh, I could be like an Uncle Remus. And, oh, my God. And be like my... My favorite character. My favorite character was the Red Skull because I believe <laughs> <laughs> I could be an Uncle Ruckus. You could, you but could I'm not. Show up, Uncle Ruckus. I'm like, this is a new side of you, man. I have not seen. Shout out. I to can the show Blue up Dogs. and say I don't understand all the hooky boogie and all the Negroes <laughs> jumping around. Shout but out I didn't to do the all that. God bless. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Boondocks. Shout out to Aaron Magruder and yes. Rodney Barnes. How about that? Yes, please. Shout yes. out to Boondocks. Okay, I'm sorry. Interrupting. That's okay. Go. What's what's what what's your list? So I got. Let's see. I don't know if we should. You know, there's 19 on the list. Should we maybe just stick to top five? Let's stick to the top five. Okay. So my top five in order it was Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> um, <laughs> Infinity. Iron Man 2, which I will explain, is literally only because I love Sam Rockwell so much. Okay, yeah, you're going to have to explain that one. That I am completely biased in favor of that movie because I just fucking love Sam Rockwell. And then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was my fifth one. But Thor, all the other Thor movies, very closely after that. So I'm I'm a huge Thor Thor fan. Yeah, yeah. For our listening audience and those that are going to keep riding this wave with us, let me explain something to you about my homeboy, Jewel. Please let me explain something mm-hmm. to you. You will never meet a bigger Thor Ragnarok fan. It's true. Than Jules Primus. It's true. I promise you that. You will never meet another brother that will go to bat for one of the most loud, technicolor, campiest movies I've ever seen in all of my superhero watching life. Hell yes. <laughs> than Jules Primus. Hell yes. Like, just please trust me. <laughs> if, if you don't believe me, like, come duel me. We'll talk it out. Like, we'll do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's break this down. Yep. Then let's break it down. Let me hear your top five. My top five? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number one, and this is in order number one, Black Panther. Okay. Of course, I picked the ugly boogie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two, Captain America Civil War. Okay. Okay, number three, Thor Ragnarok. Okay, okay. I see you. Uh, number four, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first. Ooh, okay, okay. Right? And number five, Infinity War. Yep, okay. Okay, that was my top five. Cool. Now, if you could, in a brief but in-depth, oh, yeah, have to dig that. I got to go to college. That's a lot. 
I use a college word. Uh, <laughs> explain to me why Thor Ragnarok is your number two. My number two, okay. And then please explain to me about the Iron Man. Uh, you're losing me with the <laughs> Iron Man. Come on, bro. Like, okay, so don't forget, we got to talk about how good Black Panther was too. Yes, we do. That's we, we, we'll, we'll slide that in. We'll there. slide we'll that time. in. We'll slide that in. We got a little time. But, we got a little time. Uh, yeah. But like Thor Ragnarok is just the motherfucking Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor dream coat of the Marvel <laughs> Universe. Give me that shit. I love Taika Waititi. I love all of his Thor movies, but I especially love Thor Ragnarok because of just the soundtrack, the colors, Jeff fucking Goldblum, Kate Blanchett. Jeff Goldblum. Yes, like, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. You will also never find a bigger Jeff Goldblum fan than me. Shout out to the Big Chill. Fantastic movie. Anyway, like shout out to the fly. Shout out to the, the hell fly. with all that big chill shit. Shout out to the fly. Shout Jeff out. Goldblum was the first superhero. He was. He was a little <laughs> baby, and then he and then he wasn't. And then he was a fly. You know, like, poor baby on, boy. Man. Shout out to the fly. And Gina, Gina, what's her name? Gina Go. What's her name? Yeah. Who's Gina Gina Davis? Is mm, that her? Sure, maybe. <laughs> okay, yeah. The one with the teeth. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Like I just I love I love Taika Waititi for staying true to the the campiness of the very old, old, old Thor style. True. You know, of true. like just the original Marvel comics, which were just over the fucking top and just had so yes, much they fun. Were. I've loved I love anything where there's like a play of the story going on in the world, you know? Like, I loved the little, like, theatrical performance of, like, of Thor's dad and Odin just going, like, Loki, my little blue icicle boy. And, you know, I love You're so that stupid. Shit. You're so crazy, Jay. Mm -hmm. You're crazy, bro. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, Iron Man. Now, you're going to explain Iron Man All before right. I get into my movies. Literally, literally, the only reason is because of Sam Rockwell. Now explain to this fascination, bro, that you have with Sam Rockwell. Why? He is an underappreciated beauty. He's a gorgeous oh. man. And he's talented. Like, he's hilarious. I think he is so funny. He finally won his goddamn Oscar. And I just... Yeah, he's well deserved. Well, well deserved. deserved. Shout out shout to out, Sam Shout Rockwell. out to Rockwell. Shout out to the, to, to, the, to the Rockwell. Honestly. And that is literally the only reason. That is literally the only reason is I if you put him in a movie for like 10 minutes, uh -huh. I'm down. And well, like, he will steal the show. Lies. He has he has repeatedly stolen the show. Yes. From so many movies that you were like, man, who was that one character? He he's I think it's the classic term that we call method actor. Yep. He's just right. Yeah, he's just so into his characters. And and besides that, he's not afraid to just have fun and go over the top. And I just love that he brings that into any movie that he's in. Um, and I just love his character in Iron Man 2. I love that little dance he does at the beginning of his little, like, seven wow. years old feet kick. Done. Wow, that was kind of cool. Two in top five immediately just because of that. So that's how you win me over, personally. Well, well, now we know. You can put <laughs> Sam Rockwell in anything. We can put Sam Rockwell in, um, um, what would I say? Um, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> like, it, literally I'm anything, not gonna go and there. I'm down. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, but, but, okay, so what we did share in common yes. as our both our number ones was Black Panther. Yeah. Now, you being who you are, mm -hmm. please explain to our listening viewers 
why you thought Black Panther was the number one movie in the MCU universe. First of all, I just goddamn loved the society of Wakanda. Like, I just loved seeing this awesome society where Black women get to be these prominent leaders, these generals, spies, scientists. Like, that was badass. That was the, True. that was like why it is number one. Like, and then, because it had all the same, you know, it had colors, it had the fun, it had serious moments, it had everything that I also loved about Thor Ragnarok. But in addition to that, it had an amazing social implication and amazing representation. And just like, that's what we need to see. Besides the costuming, the costuming was amazing. Amazing. Like the totally research amazing. that went into this costuming like shout out to ryan coogler and all of all of the people that worked on the costuming team because they did such a beautiful job incorporating all these different facets from all different places in africa into the wakandan style so i was just blown away blown away by the waterfall scene just like oh yes i cried yeah i cried in the theater and now you you know tell us you know from your perspective alexander like why you why black panther is number one for you I'm going to say this. I'm going to counterpoint you. I'm going to tell you all the reasons why Black Panther wasn't okay. for me Go the for best it. film, but I considered it my number one film. Go for it. How about that? Okay. Let's do this. We all know, for those that haven't figured out yet, yes, I'm African-American. Yep. I'm a Negro. There we go. Don't be alarmed. <laughs> what? Stay calm. You never told Stay calm. me. I know. I, I, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but so let's just let's just miss that for all the the totally over the top yeah. you know people that are listening let's just miss the fact that i'm african-american right to be brutally honest with you i didn't relate to black panther in the way i thought i would mm-hmm. okay this is this is giving a, a specific nod out to michael b jordan yep amazing portrayal he did of eric killmonger mm-hmm. i mean michael b jordan to me honestly there wasn't a person I thought that stole the film better than Michael B. Jordan. Mm, okay. That's true. But right. Being the African-American, I totally related to Killmonger and had no association whatsoever with T'Challa. Yeah. And I have to be brutally honest with you. And I, 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 I'd scratch my head and dare you to find an African-American that totally did relate to T'Challa. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, on a more controversial light, because, you know, two dope boys in a podcast, we always going to say what we feel. Mm-hmm. In a more controversial like i consider t'challa honestly to be a more representation of our illustrious uh former president barack obama mm-hmm. interesting tell me more i'm gonna say this i'm gonna tell you quickly why i felt that t'challa was though a king royalty stately he was far removed from the plight of his own people right okay right that said okay not to get into politics, but hey, I have a reason to feel what I feel. I voted for the man twice. Mm-hmm. I did not believe in his politics, but I voted for him, and I think we all know why. Yep, same. It was time for a change. Mm-hmm. I felt he would be a, a great representative of change. Mm-hmm. But he, what he did for the African-American community in America, in my humble opinion, mm-hmm. was very minimal. Mm-hmm. Damn near next to nothing. Yeah. Okay? Not that he didn't want to. It was just he found himself being more stately, yep. diplomatic than I would have liked my first black president to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, considering the history yep. of our presidents. Yep. Um, I 
related to Shuri mm-hmm. as the young, up-and-coming, rambunctious. I think that more of our African-American young ladies should be into science and technology, coding, and hint. Uh, and I related to the whole fact that Wakanda was so separate, even within their own country, yep. by by the by the mountain people led by Mbaku that didn't want to get down with technology and wanted to hold on to the old way. Right. The only thing that really pissed me off in the end was the fact of the matter that the only violence that was really perpetrated was black on black. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that got me about the black family. Mm-hmm. But I definitely called it number one because it was a movie long overdue. Yep. It had a space and time. Yep. It, it, it was beautiful. I found it to be amazing. Ryan Coogler, to me, is the next, is the next Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's an amazing director. Shout out to the director of photography, the editors, yep. the, especially the editors. They, they, they took what they could and made it a great film. I was proud to say I've seen it six times mm-hmm. and that I was able to take my, my, my own family members to see it who, who hadn't seen movies in years and they loved it too. Yep. I stood, I, I, I stood up, I applauded, I laughed, I cried mm-hmm. and I felt it was a poignant movie. Yep. Was it the best MCU movie of all time? I can't say that, honestly. Yep. But it was my favorite so far. Yep. And tell me... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. All right, all right. I was just going to say, you know, we've talked about this before, but, like, tell our listeners a little bit more about Killmonger in particular and why you really just resonated with his character. There's an old African proverb that says, uh, the village that ignores the child and does not give it warmth when that child grows up, it will burn the village down to seek his own war. Mm-hmm. It seems to be the plight of the African-American. Mm-hmm. Um, we are ostracized within our own communities. We are ostracized by the powers that be. We are ostracized by our government. Mm-hmm. And we have given more to this country outside of the Native Americans than any other race. Mm-hmm. And I mean any other race. That is true. Um, so I felt a, 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 a disconnect with T'Challa mm-hmm. because he was so stately, so regal, so so the way we want to be. Yep. He was a king, yep. you know? But I definitely felt more con- kinship with Eric because like, you know, T'Challa said in, in, in the final scene with his father on the spirit realm, why did you leave the child? Right. You know, and I feel like African-Americans are America's disenfranchised, left out in the cold, forgotten children. Mm-hmm. And... This is just my opinion. These are my these are my views. Mm-hmm. But the way you and I connect shows that it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that way. There is it does not. a point where we can come together, be it your race, creed, ethnicity, religion, yep. sexuality, yep. and we can all agree on one thing. And that one thing is comics are dope as shit. And on that note, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, strangers, strangeette, geeks and geekettes. I did that geekette thing for my cousin. Shout out to Tsunami. Um, Hey there. I don't know you. Hey there. (laughs) Me and Jules, my mans, we are here and we are doing this. Yep. And we want you to love us, ride with us, feel us. Please. Be on our side. But if you're not on our side, we welcome your opinions. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we also welcome your input. So soon we'll actually actually be asking for call-ins. 
And we'll let, you know, yep. people come in and give their opinions for those that don't agree with what we say or they do agree and they just want to, you know, expound on our points. Right. But what we do know is this. We are here. We ain't going nowhere. And we're going to kick you the truth. Ruth, Amen. can you dig it? Amen. Like So on that note, I'm so glad we had this time together. Just to the level sing a song. <laughs> that is our Carol Burnett ending. And once again, I am the notorious KP, the Constantine, riding shotgun with my mans. Jules. <laughs> Primus. That's me. <laughs> and we are two dope boys on a podcast. Just Peace, two dope boys in a Cadillac. It's just two dope boys in a Cadillac. It's so sucker MC stepped up to me. Challenged Andre to a battle, and I stood there patiently as he spit and stumbled over. This is a test of your geek and nerd culture emergency broadcast system to let you know two dope boys in a podcast episode is coming soon